Welcome to Pathway to Faith Podcast, the media ministry of Harvest Church International Outreach, where we elevate and nurture families through the Word of God. We are so glad that you are here and believe that God will change your life through today's message. Let's listen. Tonight, we're going to continue with Clarity of Family. I don't know what part this is. I'm I'm just going to call it part four. And I hope that you can catch on to this train that's been going down the track on part four. That means if you haven't been here, you missed part one, you missed part two, you missed part three. Somebody put up seven, seven fingers. Amen. So I wasn't here for the other three parts, but I'm here for part four. <laughs> Amen. Go ahead and put up uh, my nuggets, please. And then I'm going to, to get busy tonight. I'm so excited about what God's going to say. Uh, You've been sitting long enough. Would you please stand? Ready? Let's read. Talking about the woman. Ready? Read again. Whose order is it? It's God's order, not America. Not Congress, not the Senate. You can't legislate this. You can't vote this in and you cannot vote it out. It's been established in the quarters of heaven by God himself. Ready? Read again. God's order is that the woman should never be without covering. Ever. And you're going to see something tonight I don't believe you've ever seen. That this was so important that this was one of the last assignments that Jesus assigned before he left. Nugget number two. Read it again, please. Now, you you can read it loud. I'm going to show you that it's in the Bible. Ready? Read again. The husband is to treat his wife. Didn't say she was weak. It says that he has been assigned by God to treat her as a weaker vessel. Nugget number three, please. Boy, this will get you. Come on, say that like you believe it. A woman really want to be a woman. If she can find a man who really want to be a man. Ooh, Jesus. What nugget are we on now? Number four? Go ahead, nugget number four. I I thought the ladies would read that louder than that, but I'm going to give you one more shot at it. Ready? Read. Read it so your husband can hear it even if he's not here. Boy, it is loud on that one, brother. <laughs> Did you hear that, husbands? Yes, Every husband ought to treat his wife as someone special. She don't want to be treated like other women. And she's not in competition with other women. 
but she desires to be treated special. Nugget number five. That's the way God ordained it. You can put your sons out, but your daughters stay home. They don't need to be by themselves. Keep the snakes away. Mm -hmm. Are you you listening to me? It it keeps the creeps out of her apartment at night. You you see, because it's hard to creep in her daddy's house. Because daddy can hear when the window cracks. Or the door squeaks. But when she's out there on her own, she's open to predators. When she doesn't need to be out there. I don't care if she's got a job. Let her save her money. Ooh, Jesus. That's not going over too well. But it's still all right. What nugget are we on now? Go ahead with number six. God intended that when man is operating in his manhood, he has been designed by God to protect her. Ooh, Jesus. Hallelujah. God sent man to protect her. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Every lady in this church should feel protected. You should be safe here. And if you're not, I want to know about it. Because you're supposed to be safe. Glory to God. Can somebody say amen? You may be seated in the presence of God unless you want another nugget. I got plenty. Clarity of the family. So God's order is she's never to be without covering. Whose order is that? That's God's order, that the woman should never be without covering. She was designed by God to be under the protection of the man. She was designed by God to be protected, protected, not abused, protected from the covering of the man. Can somebody say amen? amen? Now let's get busy. First Peter chapter three. Because some of you are looking at it like, give me, give me, give me Bible for that. Give me chapter and verse. I'll, I'll do just that. First Peter chapter three. Now I know this is going against the modern culture. This is going against women's live and all of that. But we've been liberated by the Bible. Hallelujah. First Peter chapter three. If you're there, say amen. amen. Look at number, look at chapter three, verse seven. Husbands, love, husbands likewise, not love, husbands likewise, dwell with them with what? Understand. With understanding. So that means God has charged us as husbands, as men, to study them. To study them. Because they change. Sometimes from day to day. 
Hallelujah. If you don't study him, you're going to mess up. Because what she meant yesterday, she may not mean today. Her, her mood may have changed. Something biologically may have changed overnight. And she just don't feel that way today like she did yesterday. So if you start out the next day thinking it's going to be like yesterday, you might be in for a rude surprise. You got to study her. She's a complicated being. Glory to God. For the mere fact God gave her to you is a sign that God gave the man homework. Husband likewise dwell with them with understanding, giving honor to the wife. I'm not talking about the wife, I'm talking about the husband. To give honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel and as being heirs together of the grace of life. Why? Why, have, why do I have to do this? Why all this is on me and you're not saying anything to Evie? That your prayers may not be hindered. So God says, when you are not getting along with your wife, there ain't no time for you to go into a prayer meeting. Because nobody will be in there but you. And maybe a familiar spirit. So instead of coming out victorious and on fire for God, in your prayer time, you come out strange because you've been entertained by something other than the Holy Ghost. Because you have no business in the prayer room until you get it right with her. I mean, why would you pray when God says, I'm not going to hear you? But I'd make you get up off your knees and go get right, yes? So that your prayers may not be hindered. The husband is to treat his wife as the weaker vessel, and he is to give her honor because of that. Because she is the weaker vessel, God says we are to give her honor, give it to her, whether she deserves it or not. Give her honor. Can somebody say amen? Say this, a woman wants to be a woman just as a man wants to be a man. Every husband ought to treat his wife as someone special. Hallelujah. Well, I stand here, you know, accuse myself because I've always, you know, treated my wife like she was special. Amen. Y'all looking at me like I'm by myself, but it's all right. But God says that we are to treat our wives like she's special. And sometimes I have a battle just like you with my flesh. Especially when I don't want to treat her like she's special. But that's the most important time to treat her like she's special. But to do that, you have to walk in the spirit. You have to be a spiritual man to do that. Come on now, say amen to this truth. Now, let's go to Genesis chapter 2. Every man ought to what? Treat his wife like someone special. Amen. Look at Genesis chapter 2. Oh, here we go now. Genesis chapter 2, look at verse number 18. You there? 
And the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable or suited. Somebody that will fit you. Why? Because every woman doesn't fit you. Are you listening to me? Every woman will not propel you into your purpose. Some will hinder it or stop it. But God will give you somebody that will help you to fulfill the reason that he called you. Come on now. So notice in this verse of scripture, God said it's not good that man should be alone. It's amazing these lessons that I've been teaching, uh, the comments and some brothers are confirmed. Matter of fact, a brother cornered me up Sunday, this past Sunday. And, and he said, is my wife in here, pastor? And I mean, the brother's got it going on. I mean, got got it going on. Six figures or more going on. And he said, uh, he's serious. Man, he'd be lying to me and stop me. He said, is my wife in here? And I just looked at him. And some of you looking at me like, did my name come up? (laughs) I I just looked at it because I don't play with the things of God. I don't play with spiritual things. And I'm not going to play with his life. So I just looked at him. And, and he, was, he was really touched, you know, like, talk to me. And I said, well, I said, uh, let me talk to my wife. You know, they just come out of encounter and everything. So, you know, later on, I, I did talk with her. I told her, you know, what happened. And she didn't say anything. I said, well, pray about it. And then... Uh, not many hours ago, she came to me and, and spoke somebody. And I said, well, I said, all right, let me pray some more. Let me pray now. Mm-hmm. Boy, you ought to see the looks I'm getting. But she, but she mentioned somebody. Good guy. He's a good guy. You know, I would give some, you know, recommend somebody to jack his life up, spend all his money trying to get her out of debt of her foolishness. That narrowed it down, didn't it? <laughs> Somebody said, well, that eliminates me. <laughs> no, don't eliminate yourself because he's got enough money to get you out. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's go to something else because this is not working. <laughs> Look at <laughs> Look at verse 23. Look at verse 23. This, this is, this is going to bless you. And Adam said, what did he say? This is now and she shall be go ahead. Now, now in the Hebrew, the woman is called Isha, I-S-H-A, and, and Adam is called Ish, and God said that Isha in the Hebrew was taken out of Ish. Come, come on, are you with me? So Ish is there to help him. Isha, not Ish, let me back up on that. 
Because each doesn't need another each. She's there. Eve is there to help him. Your wife is there to help you. Your wife is there to be a part of you. Who Jesus. She is there to love you. So God said it's not good for man to be alone and caused him to go into a deep sleep. And while he was asleep, God took Isha out of Ish and placed him or her by his side. For what reason? To help him. She is there to be a part of him. She is there to love him. And he is there to love and protect her. You are there, brother, in your wife's life to love her and protect her. Ooh, God. Is this good? I said, is this, is this good? This is God's idea, or this is God's ideal relationship in the marriage. I'm gonna, I, this is crucial that you understand this. Because everything in this world is trying to redefine to you what your marriage is. And if you submit your marriage to the world system, your marriage is not going to make it. Because something is going to come along that you are going to fall out so big that you're going to cancel the contract. And don't look at me like it can't happen. It's happening every day. And over 60% or more in the church. And without the grace and mercies of God, we as well could be a statistic. And if you think otherwise, you'll mistreat your spouse because you'll start living with them with an attitude of taking them for granted. And it's hard to be grateful when you take somebody for granted. It's difficult to say thank you when you have an attitude of taking someone for granted. Because most spouses, husbands and wives, one of the things that they hunger for is just to hear from their mate, thank you for your help. And saying thank you is hard to do when you're taking your spouse for granted. Because you'll treat them like you can act any old kind of way toward them because they won't leave. Because they love Jesus. So because of your opinion that they love Jesus, you're going to take advantage of them. Well, it's getting quiet now. All right. Give me something else, Jesus. So we've already, we've already come to the conclusion over all of our lessons that the woman is to never be without covering. Never to be without covering. It's something, something happens to a woman when she doesn't feel like there's a man somewhere that's got her back. A father, a stepfather, an uncle, uh, a godly pastor. Had to put that in there. But somebody 
that she can confide in, that she can come to and know she will not be taken advantage of, only protected. That the only advice that they will give knowingly is the advice that is in her best interest. And it's from a father's raising his daughter in that kind of environment that equips her. Did you hear me, ladies? That equips her to know the right man to say, I do too. And so if she hasn't had that or didn't have that in those formative years when she was growing up, she goes out into the world ill-equipped to know who to say yes to and to to know who to say no to. Oh, Jesus. Now, look at Genesis 24. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and they shall become, come on. Note, note, oh Jesus, notice here. Uh, Notice, a man shall what? He shall leave. Now, now, this is not, he, he doesn't leave because of love. He leaves because of purpose. He doesn't leave home because of love. He leaves home because of purpose. Oh, God. When he leaves home because of purpose, he'll find love. So a woman doesn't need a man who just want to love her. She needs a man who has first found his purpose because just loving you don't put food on the table who God so he doesn't leave the man doesn't leave for love he leaves because he's found purpose who God this is this is awesome so Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become. Isn't this awesome? So Adam had a concept about family before there was ever a family. He's talking about family, and he's never had family. He's never seen family. But you also have to Taking consideration, he knows these things because he's like God. He hasn't fallen yet. Ooh, Jesus. So he knows things that hadn't been revealed yet because he's like God. Good God of mercy. Can I go ahead and work with this? I believe Adam, before he fell, that he can, he, can make, he can make the lightning stop. He can make it rain if he wanted rain. He can make it stop. He can make water be still. Because he was like God. Good God of mercy. I believe he could walk on water. Because he was like God. That's why when Eve fell, he had the power to go into the garden and redeem her. Why? He was still could God of mercy. He was a redeemer. 
He was a protector. And all Adam had to do was check Lucifer and redeem his wife. Cover her like Jesus covered us with his blood. Good God of mercy. So say this with me. Find purpose, find love. Say it again. Find purpose, find love. Lady, this is crucial for, you, for your livelihood. This is crucial based upon how you're going to live for the rest of your life. You need to make sure you say, I do to a man who have this concept. Because he may think all it's about is just y'all loving one another. And love to him may just be having sex all day. With the lights cut off. No life insurance. You bear too many, you don't even have life insurance. Boy, they got give me something else, Jesus. You're going to marry a man who don't even have life insurance. He don't even have it on himself. That means when you die, not if, when you die, there's no money to bury you. And you ought to see, I'm a pastor, you ought to see how families fight each other. When somebody dies in the family with no life insurance. They don't even want to come to the funeral. They want to kick it over. I mean, I've dealt with them where they were literally mad because they didn't even know that that family member who passed away didn't have life insurance till he died. It created a hardship on the rest of the family. And if the rest of the family don't have any money, man, it's, it can be a war. And then the family member who don't have any money at all, they want all kind of stuff to happen in the funeral. I don't want my daddy buried there. I, I, don't, I don't want my daddy in that kind of, I don't want my daddy buried in that kind of casket. I, 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 I want it in a, such and such a casket with pink, dad like pink. The casket's $10,000. I don't care what it costs. That's what daddy wants. Well, where are we going to get the money? Are you listening to me? So it's important. This is crucial, ladies. To you singly, it's crucial that, you, that when, you, when you find your heart being, being what can I say, being, uh, being drawn toward a particular man, be, before you fall off the cliff, you need to find out, does he, has he discovered his purpose? We'll talk about love later. See, all you want to do is talk about love. That's all he wants. No, we're going to talk about that later. Love will take care of itself. Let, let's talk first about what will keep us in love. <laughs> yeah, sister said, yeah, let's talk about what will keep me loving you. <laughs> so God intended when man operates in his manhood that, that he automatically protects her. 
Is this blessing anybody? God created that. That's why, and I have to be careful here because of the times we're living in, but that's why men, when we're out and we're in public and we witness a man disrespecting a woman, you have this, this unexplainable inclination. And you don't have to know them to get involved. Because there's something in you the way God made you that you can't, you can't comfortably watch a woman being mistreated. And you don't have to know her. All right, you all listening to me. I remember one time I was walking through the park and I just found out maybe a few months ago that uh, her, I won't mention her last name, but her first name was Sheila. And uh, she was raised not back in the far back where I, I live, you know, which was, you know, back where I live, they didn't have, you know, they didn't have uh, running water. We had outhouses. So she was up a little ways, but we all went to the same school. And she was older than me, a year or two older than me. First name was Sheila. And I was walking through the park, and I was kind of known a little bit in the city, you know, playing ball and some other things, and we'll get into that. But at any rate, I'm walking through the park, and uh, I saw Sheila, and I walked up on her, and she was all bruised up. You know, I mean, you know, I, she probably was, I don't know, maybe in high school. Maybe she was 10th, 11th grade. It, it, but, you know, I knew the, the guy, I won't mention his name because I, I don't know if he's still here. But, uh, uh because uh, I don't have to deal with him. Because <laughs> we already dealt with him. <laughs> but, but he may want to try again. <laughs> so, so we leave that alone. But at any rate, uh, I knew, I knew her, her boyfriend. And they were the kind, you, you had them in your school too. They were the kind, they were high schoolers, but they acted like they was married. You know, I mean, you know, you saw him, you saw her. You know, if she was talking to somebody, you know, you, 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 y'all had, I know y'all had one of them, like, was that you? <laughs> well, well, at any rate, you know, I, I knew when I saw her, I knew who the deal was. So I'm, I'm looking at her, I said, what, what, what's going on? And she's crying all bruised up. And I grew up with this girl. And so I said, where's he? And called his name. I said, where's he at? And, you know, it seemed like maybe it was several minutes, but it could have been a few seconds. I don't know. I looked around, and he comes from around an area around a tree, and he's walking toward her. So, so, uh, so I, I, I stand there, and he comes up. I said, hey, man, called him by his name. I said, man, what, what, you, what you doing with Sheila? I said, man, she's like a sister to our neighborhood. And, you know, he called my name, you know. Uh, you know, like, you can call me. I was like, you ain't, got nothing do, you ain't got nothing to do with this. Ain't none of your business. You know, like the husband and wife. You know, he's checking me like that's his wife. And I, I'm dealing with him like that's just your girlfriend. And she's my friend. And one thing led to another. And, uh, you know, he didn't back down. You know, he wasn't no punk. And uh, your pastor wasn't either. <laughs> I just thought you needed to know that too. <laughs> And, you know, so we, you know, we had some words. And, it, you know, long story short, I said, I said listen, I said, uh, keep your hands off of her. 
don't you touch her again in this park while I'm in this park. And I said, Sheila, you know, going home. So I walked off. I walked off. It wasn't 30 minutes. I look over on the other side of the park. There they are. Oh, oh, Jesus. I done put my life on the line. Are you listening to me? We, we had a young man in our city. He didn't know a woman. This few months ago and rode up on a situation here in the city and, and didn't know the woman, didn't know the man, but the man was beating on this woman and uh, he jumped in to stop it and, and he doesn't know why, but to the ladies, there's something that God placed in man when he's a real man that when he witnessed a woman being abused, there's, a, there's, there's this inclination in him by God to want to stop it because that's not right. And so long story short, he got involved and the man shot him six or seven times. And when I got wind of it, I had a witness in my heart by the Holy Ghost, even though I didn't know him or anything, that I needed to go to the hospital and pray for him. And God said, if you'll pray for him, he'll live. So I went to the hospital. I said, no, you don't know me. But God told me to come. And I mean, he looked at me, you know, like, you know, because some preacher was trying to do certain things because it was news. And I told him while I was there, put my hands on him and prayed for him. That boy lived. That boy lived. Then he told his family, he said, several preachers came to the room to pray for me. He said, but it was something about uh, that man named Pastor Al. He said, and when I get up, I'm going to his church. Well, he got up and he's at Harvest Church. Which, <laughs> yeah. Isn't that something? Now, I don't want to leave it right there because I don't want anybody going out here acting like a hero. You, you follow what I'm saying? Because there's, there's some folk out there who are demon-possessed. And you really do need the wisdom of God. But every woman in here, you need to know, I don't care how bad you are, no man have a right to be beaten on you. And can I go on record? And there's something wrong with you, more than just low self-esteem, but there's something wrong with you to stay with a person who's beating you, blackening your eye, busting your lip, throwing you on the ground, kicking you in your ribs. He's demonstrating to you that you don't mean nothing to him. And you can only stay if you don't mean nothing to yourself. Because when a woman's mind is right, you can't treat her that way. Is this blessing anybody at all? I said, is this blessing anybody at all? Say this with me. A woman is not to be abused. Say it again. I like to hear the ladies a little louder than the men. Say it again. A woman is not 
to be abused. With the last few minutes that I have, we started out that a woman should never be without a covering. This principle is so vitally important that Jesus Christ honored it. Let's go to John as we close. John chapter 19. Say this with me again. A woman is not to be abused. Say it again. A woman is not to be abused. Now, 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 I'm not here to, to cause marital problems. I want to help. And I'm not telling anybody to leave anybody. I'm not telling anybody to divorce anybody. But I am saying to you, sister, that if you're with a man, a husband, and he's beating you, somebody needs to leave until he gets deliverance. Because accidentally, somebody could get killed. He could kill you beating on you. And you can mess around and kill him trying to defend yourself. Both going to jail. Kids going to the state. And that's only happened because you should have left months ago. So I'm not telling anybody to leave, but if you should leave, the Spirit of God will bear witness in your spirit that the Holy Ghost is talking to you. That until that man changed, you need to change your residency. Because he may kill you. And death is not as bad as you live but can't function. Because death is final. But he does something to you and you don't function like you're supposed to normal anymore. And, he, and then he leaves and go off and marry somebody else. And there you are with a leg that don't work right. Or an arm that he twisted that won't go, won't point toward heaven. Or lips and eyes that need plastic surgery. And so our motto here at Harvest Church, if there's a man who feel like beating his wife, he's to call the church before he does it. And then I'm going to have a few brothers that meet him in the gym. So he can work his frustration off with a few brothers. You know, going in the gym and punching somebody who can punch back. Yeah, we're going to bob and weave together. But, but it's amazing how, how he wants to be so hostile to his wife and then you put a man in front of him. It's, it's amazing how quick he can cool off. Are you in John chapter 19? Perhaps you've never seen this like this. But look at verse 25. Now there stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother. Say this to me. A woman 
should never be without a covering. Say it again. Yeah, yeah. When you leave the covering of your father, you're to come out of the covering of your husband. And if the covering of your husband is not right, you go back to your father. You go back to your father. Go back to the one who loved you and protect you. Because your father only released that released you to that man because he's saying in covenant that I will treat your daughter just like you were better. You fed her, now I'll feed her. You kept a roof over her head, now I'll keep a roof over her head. You provided her with what she needed, now I'll provide for what she needs. That's what you're saying, husband, men, when you marry a woman. Because you shouldn't just marry a woman. You should go to her father. I went to my wife's father, who didn't raise her, but it's still biblical. He was still her father, and she still honored him. And I told her, and I meant it, that if her daddy would not release her to me, we were not getting married. Then I told her, I'm going to take you to my mother, my biological mother. I took her to my mother, even though my mother didn't raise me, she was still my mother. And there was something about my mother that she had a connection with me because I came out of her. And every little girl I messed around with and my mother told me to leave alone, I got in trouble. So this time, I'm checking in and I'm going to listen. So you don't go and check in with your mother or father and your mind's already made up. So I told my wife, I said, if my mother don't agree, we're not getting married. So don't look at that. We, we, we made it. <laughs> we, we made it. There are things that, that your mother and father just instinctively know about you to you single. Don't marry a man or woman and don't honor your mother and your father. They raised you. And if they're not getting it, you ought to be concerned. And I guarantee if you go ahead and do it, it won't be long. Whatever they had reservations over, it'll show up. And it won't take a year either. <clears throat> let's, let's go. Now there stood by the cross of Jesus, who? His mother and his mother's sister married the wife of Cleopas and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus therefore saw, come on church, talk to me. He saw who? His mother. And the disciples whom he loved standing by. He said to his, come on, mother, then he says next, he changes. He says to his mother, what did he say? He says, what? Come, come on. He said, he didn't say, he said woman. Why did he say woman? He's changing gears. He didn't call her mother. He called her woman because she's no longer going to be his mother. 
God of mercy. What, who God? When he, when she was his mother, she was his responsibility. But he's getting ready to leave. So the covering he gave her is getting ready to go, but he's not going to leave her without a covering. So now he calls her woman. In other words, we're getting ready to become disconnected. So I am going to connect you with another covering. Oh God. Because a woman is to never be without. Come on, let's stay Bible. Woman, look what he says. Behold your son. Then he said to the disciples, behold your mother. And from that hour, that disciple took her to his own house, John. From that moment, John took Jesus' mother into his own house and provided for her until she died. God of mercy. I'm leaving, but I'm not leaving my mama. Come on, talk to me, church. I'm leaving, but that's still my mama. I don't have time to get in it. I'd break this thing down because there were 11 disciples left. And why did he choose John? How come he didn't choose Peter or Bartholomew? Or Andrew? Or Thomas? Good God, you looking at me like, give it to me. Out of all the disciples, out of all the people in your family, why is it that you're the one that's concerned about mama and not your other sisters and brothers? Why are the other siblings okay with you taking the whole responsibility of your mother and it's their mother too? You go by and see mama, your siblings call you to ask how she's doing. Good God of mercy. So the question is, why did Jesus give this assignment of covering for his mother to John? John, behold your mother. She was my mama, but now she's going to be your mother. What he was saying, in essence, my mother was my responsibility. Now I'm trusting you to take on that responsibility until my mama died. Because you know, as well as I know, no woman should be walking around. Come on, put your hands together and thank God for the word tonight. I know you want to know why did he choose John, but I'm not doing our time's going to stand to your feet. Come on, did the word bless you tonight? 
Did the word bless you tonight? Can I get about 10 women who are free from women, that women's live spirit to just give God praise and thank him? Yeah. Glory to God. Wow, wow, wow. Wow. Isn't that awesome? While Jesus Christ was preparing himself to pay the ultimate price for your sins and my sins on the cross, in that crucial moment, can you imagine, in that pressurized moment, he still did not forget about the covering of his mama. At a time when he knew not long from now, I'm going to be hanging on a tree. He's on his way. But the covering of his mama was so important while he was on the way to pay the debt for, not just your sins and my sins, to pay the debt for his mama's sins too. You don't have time to go there, but in the book of Acts, Jesus' mother was in the upper room, yes? Acts 1 and Acts 2. But after Acts 2, Acts, Acts 1, Acts 2, about Jesus' mother, you don't hear about her anymore in all of the Bible. But we know this, until she died, talk to me somebody, she was in John's house. John was taking care of her. Didn't put her in a nursing home because she's an inconvenience. No, didn't put her in a nursing home because mama need a slop jar. Some of y'all don't know what that is. He didn't put her in a nursing home because mom needed to be turned three or four hours every other hour. Wasn't long ago, we didn't put our parents in nursing homes. Mama just moved to the back room or built a room for her. I already told my children. Whatever you do, you don't send her to a nursing home. Because everything y'all got, you got it because of me and this woman. And the path we put you on. You have a house today because me and this woman put you all on a path to get a house. You're not in jail because we didn't put you on a path to go to jail. And so I charged them. You, you take care of her. And she's already promising to the children. She said, I won't be no trouble. That's what she said to them. She said, I'm, I'm going to be a good mother-in-law. I won't be no trouble. I won't be in, you know, in the house complaining. Some of you looking like, well, what about you? I would be complaining, so I'm not even going to get Thank you for joining us. Special thanks to those of you who give generously and make this ministry outreach possible. Click the link in the description to give now or visit hcio.org slash podcast for more information. Be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Even tag us on social media at Harvest Church KC. Thanks again for listening.